You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCBP. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network presented by DraftKings. It's Jerem, it's Tanner. What's up, bud? Not much, buddy. What's going on? Oh, not much. Um, a little tired today from staying up late watching some dog shit hockey. Well, not, not too bad dog shit hockey, but, you know, it is what it's it fucking is. Fucking West Coast <laughs> shit, man. Yeah, I absolutely hate these nine o'clock start times, which is awesome that tonight's a seven o'clock, which is perfect. So we are about two hours or so from puck drop. So we are going to hurry up, get this recorded so we can go watch. Hopefully the Hawks take advantage of a very beat up. Not playing too well. Yeah, team in the Vancouver Canucks. But before we get into that, um, there was a couple hot hockey games played by the Blackhawks this week since we last recorded. Yeah, it just was, a yeah, it was the start of the little West Coast trip, which I don't know. It's weird because usually around this time of year, we used to have the circus trip. So it was always like, okay, Thanksgiving and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, the Thanksgiving, uh, the circus trip because. Uh, I thought that was I, in February. That was a used to, uh, they did it. They changed it. It was always November. Then they changed it to February the last couple of years. And now they don't do the circus anymore. So fuck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so to make, uh, to catch up everybody a little quick, uh, last time I recorded the Hawks were on a three game win streak, uh, playing some okay hockey. I wouldn't say it was, you know, gonna like, imp- uh, I don't know what's one of my thing to impress anybody or blow anybody out of the water with the way they were playing, but it was key for how the season started. They were and, winning. Yeah. They were winning, <laughs> trying to get things right to ship a little bit. Uh, the Derek King era was looking good. Um, so going into Wednesday, they were playing Seattle for the first time. And this was one that felt like it was a trap game for the Hawks. Yeah. Seattle's not doing too hot. Seattle's not doing too hot. Uh, very big. They're built on defense and kind of size. So it was going to be really interesting, especially to, you know, we didn't have Hagel in the lineup for that game. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't have, you know, a little bit of enforcing power there. But what we did have was the debut of, <laughs> of uh, Caleb Jones. Yeah, that's right. He finds um, his way into the roster for the first time this year since having his wrist injury in preseason. Where, how many minutes did he end up playing? He only played like, but he played just a few seconds shy of 10 minutes. Um, I'm wondering if that's what he's going to be looking at all the time. Yeah. They, also, they dressed seven defensemen this game, too. That's what I was going to kind of get into it, too. Um, they dressed seven defensemen. They moved Gus up to essentially like play that fourth line slash drop back at D when. It was time for Caleb's role to come up, and I don't know. I just personally, I would have rather have seen Goddat play, mm-hmm. get him in the lineup, and get going. And what we kind of said, we we're saying like, okay, well, maybe we're easing it, Caleb into the lineup a little bit. But you yeah. know what? Gus doesn't play that much when he's the sixth defenseman. Could have done the same thing. <laughs> Like, True. Like I, I feel like they would have been completely fine if like Caleb could have still only played like 10 minutes and it would have been okay. But 
that so yeah so caleb jones in the lineup and it was really cool to see him actually paired up with his brother for a couple shifts throughout that game which awesome moment that was a that was a really cool thing that uh derek king did for them gotta love to see it but uh so yeah anyway anyway so so kicking (laughs) off the game you know 15 minutes into the first period seth jones scores his second of the year since his point streak to seven games he's got a point in every game in november it's amazing but it was a beautiful passing play from kane to to debrinket to jones and i think it started on a breakout from doc in in our zone it's just moving the puck up getting it around and it was easy little tap in just easy little tap in at first when i was watching on tv i thought he missed the net (laughs) oh no just because of the way he like just stopped and stood there and it was kind of like a delayed reaction he didn't really like go put his hands up right away he just kind of was like Fuck yeah. And then he was like, all right. I was like, oh he my God. Kinda, oh, he had a look of like, oh, holy shit, that just happened. Like, yeah, dude, he was flying up the ice too. It was, oh, it was so nice to see. <laughs> and that, so that was just a point streak extending goal right there because with that, to bring it in Kane also extended their point streak to four, ga- uh, four games. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, so all the guys that you want to see getting points. Right. And continuing that in the second period, to bring it, oh, it was, before we get that, to bring it only had three assists. That was his third assist of the season, right there. Yeah. So to make sure that <laughs> he, the, he, the ratio was okay, he goes gets a sick saucer pass from Doc. Yeah, from behind the, the net, zone, behind the oh. net, all the way to the neutral zone. To bring it, Tate's off. He has I forgot who it was, but a guy on top of him, you know, hooking him and trying to pull him down and all that kind of stuff. And to bring it, just says it down and he goes and he just puts it in top bar uh glove side yeah she was just like short side high and he's like fending off the defender it's just un- unbelievable the kid's so fucking good man after the game uh they're they were talking to Kane about to a little bit and he has already said that he has blown away expectations of what was kind of like you know put out there for him and that if there's any question, anybody questioning that to bring, if it's a bring to the superstar or not, that it needs to be stopped because he in the short season has already answered that. Yeah. He's a superstar in this league. He just, he gets on the board. He's so fucking effective, like everywhere. It's I've just, <laughs> I can't be like any happier that we have him. Thanks Montreal and every other team to just let him drop to the second round. 30 teams passed on him. Yeah. And some some teams pass on them multiple times. Yeah, idiots. Yeah, I know it's great. But he's pretty much he's pretty much played himself on the team USA. I think there's like I don't think there. I think it's a given that he. I think it's a shocker USA. if he doesn't. Um. But, yeah. All right. So that's two nothing after two. Uh, Hots going to the third. And this is when I kind of cashed out, so I didn't get to watch the rest of the game. So if you watch the rest, you can kind of fill in a little bit here. But King gets on the board. Well, uh, was it in the third? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to find where Debrinke got into a fight. I want to say it was the third. I thought it was the second. No, it was the third. I just can't remember it was like wasn't like at the last like 10 minutes or something like just all hell broke loose. I, I mean, I don't have like a fucking penalty like recap. Oh, here we go. Now I do. I'm just, I'm, a, I'm an idiot. 
don't worry about it. <laughs> um, it was like right, right at the beginning of the third. We're I'm trying to find what the time, but it was it was crazy because like we we're just talking about Debrinket before that. Like, not only is he really good offensively, but like it was a defensive breakdown that happened in the zone where he gets back and he's in front of like Mark Andre Fleury and he blocks a pass from Yanni Gord that's trying to go across the, the center of the um like the slot. And he ends up just like working it back behind the net. And that's where Seth Jones picks it up. And that's when this is when like Yanni Gord goes after Seth Jones. He passes it off to Kane. Kane fucking stands there for a second and, you know, dishes it off. And then Yanni Gord curls around and fucking gives Kane a shot. Seth Jones comes up. He gives Seth Jones a shot again. And then fucking DeBrinket comes from being in front of the net, watching the whole shit and just goes, fuck this guy. <laughs> just comes up, drops his mitts immediately with him. And just starts, like, throwing some punches. Nothing too, like, it's, like, kind of, like, weak at first. So you see Seth, or you see Yanni Gore just fucking start smiling, like a little shit-eating grin. He's like, oh, whatever, whatever. And then Debrinket picks his head up, and he's like, oh, he's smiling. And fucking <laughs> labels him with one. And then just starts throwing, like, six more. And I'm like, oh, God, that was fucking amazing. <laughs> like, so Debrinket gets on the board with a, a fight assist and a, and a goal. Little Gordie Howe hat trick. How you doing? You were saying great. that was the first one in, in Blackhawks history since Panarin. Yeah, classic. You know, Panarin known for his Gordie Howe hat tricks. <laughs> that's the first one. It's that's just so funny to me that like <laughs> our last two Gordie Howe hat tricks come from like the guys that you would would probably be like the last person you'd expect on the team. It's essentially the same player. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it it really is. It's Kane's fucking left wing partner, yeah. right handed, like goal scorer. It's insane. But it was they had him on the TNT like afterwards, um, like talking with Biz and them, and he was talking. I think I think he was talking about it, but I remember seeing it mentioned too that like it was like growing up being a smaller player, you get a lot of guys that try and take liberties with like with your size and like start trying like push you around a little bit, and he's like. Just gotta know how to fucking defend yourself and be ready to do it all the time. And right. so he's like, "That's something that I, I keep in my game, but like, don't like to show too often." And it's like, good because <laughs> I well, first I would rather have you scoring goals and not breaking your fucking fists. But I'm glad that like he's not gonna just take shit from anybody. No, I yeah, hope anyone bigger than Yanni Gord would actually get like roughed up by somebody else on the team. <laughs> and that kind of too, like, is it's awesome to see to bring it stepping up for himself like that. But it it also does show. That you know when we we load up these lines, that you you run the risk of our star guys getting liberties taken at them because yeah. they don't have anybody out there to kind of step up and you know answer the bell for them. Like you know, like Reese Johnson or a Carpenter or something like that. Like I wonder Hard, if Hardman. I wonder if Kirby Doc can fucking toss somebody around. I don't think the, the I would boy, want him to try. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want him to. But like I, he's six four. And like by the time he like is completely like built out, that kid's gonna be a monster, and can probably toss somebody around real fucking easily. And he Kirby, probably doesn't know he could do it yet. Kirby Doc right now is like in that Bambi stage. Yeah, yeah, like, he really like he's is. Trying so. to figure out like, okay, how do I play? Because even I was gonna get ahead for to, uh, to the game last night against the Oilers, but. He was falling all over the place from just trying to like doing it looks like just crossing over and like stuff stuff like that. Like it's just like the kid, like 
oh man, I feel so bad for him because it's like he's so good. But it just like I don't know if he's just really in his head right now, so he's kind of like overdoing stuff a little bit or what. Yeah. But well, yeah, because I mean we can get more into that. Um, I just wanted I'll go over the the few things that happened in the third period and then yeah. get back to it just because there's something that did happen. Yeah. Um, so after Rabrinka got in that fight where everybody was fucking fired up, so then it was just a simple breakout where Murphy just tossed it to Kurdishev, who flew down the wing, and then just ends up just getting a nice sauce pass like at the about the top of the circle like in in pace with Kaner and he had all day for some reason and by about the the hash marks just fucking goes barred down on uh Grubauer it was nasty it looks so fucking easy <laughs> it was just insane um but the Hawks had like plenty of issues this game though too that's the thing like they looked good when they scored, but then there was a lot of times where they were like having to defend a lot because yeah. they weren't getting the puck out and they were giving up a lot of chances. And Mark Andre Fleury was playing insane. He had he's just been playing out of his mind. He's been playing so well. Thirty one saves and thirty three shots for a nine three nine save percentage against Seattle. Yeah. Decent. Yeah, Seattle was just just coming at coming at the Hawks pretty hard. They ended up getting two. And it kind of sucks that Yanni Gord got one because he's running around like a little shithead. <laughs> he's 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 literally that type of player that you would love to have on your team because everyone else fucking hates him. Like, Marshawn. that's... Yeah. Like, that's the type of player this guy is for sure, just watching him the one game. I'm like, God, fuck this guy. <laughs> um, but the Hawks eventually, like, they're only up three to two, empty net, and... I don't know if you saw this, but Kirby Doc got a chance at the empty net and shot it over it. Oh my god! Over the net from like about the blue line, puts the puck over the net, and it was just like is- you gotta be kidding! Like oh, it Kirby. was, it was so bad. And then it, they kind of brought it back in the zone. Jake McCabe gets it in our end and just fucking lifts it, <laughs> and it ends up going in. His first goal as a hawk was just a fucking empty netter, like, down the ice. It was great. <laughs> so. Oh, God, Kirby. Yeah, that was, that was one of those things where, like, you're probably, like, it's pretty right that Kirby's probably, like, in his own head because, like, man, missing an empty net is is going to be rough. I feel, and then, too, so Hots, we'll right, wrap that up. Hots won 4-2 against Seattle. Yeah. They send their winning streak to four games. They improved to 5-9-2, and two, which, not great, but, hey, after starting Better. one one nine and two, I mean we'll fucking take it. That's right. But looking so looking at Kirby's stats too right now. So through seventeen games, this includes last night, obviously three goals, five assists, uh, for eight points, two power play goals, two power play points, uh, one shorthanded point, uh, thirty two shots for a, a nine point four shooting percentage, and it's just it's not bad numbers. Right. But the thing that I would say, though, too, is a lot of what he does doesn't show up on the score sheet. He's a tapes because of how good he is, like defensively and offensively that like it's like the third pass on a goal that like was set up because like he stripped the puck from somebody in the corner, got it back to like got it back to Seth Jones, who then gives it to Kane, gives it to Brinkett and then it scores. Yeah. Like that's literally like how it goes down. The third he's always and every, everybody's everybody's looking at the stat sheet like where's where's Kirby like he's not showing up and then it's like if you watch the game 
This kid's fucking bringing the puck down the ice, like, easy as fuck, dangling around a defenseman, taking it into the corner, setting up a play. He's coming back in our zone, taking the guys out of the out of the way in the slot. He's picking people, like, picking their fucking pockets left and right. Like, the kid is not bad. Like, no, he's sure, sure not, we all yeah. want him to finish a little bit more, but he's playing insanely well. Like, I don't get, like, all the hate that people are like, oh, like, Kirby Doc's not going to become, like, a superstar. It's like, he doesn't need to become a superstar. He's such a good fucking player already that, like, once these points, like, start to, like, accumulate, like, this kid's a bona fide fucking first-line center. Like, I don't, I do not see it going any other way. Right. Like, it, it's fucking crazy. And what hurts him, and I think what people what people pay more attention to, is because you like you said he goes to Seth Jones to bring it to Kane and all that. So people see all that and they forget the original how it all started. What doesn't help for Kirby is that when he does get those opportunities where it's like he's got the chance to shot on that or he's coming in one on one, either a he's trying to do the same like toe drag between the defenseman's legs, trying to go around in that way. Or he's trying to go and shoot and he's just not either. I don't know if he is just really telegraphing what he's trying to do out there. And the defensemen are just like, oh, okay, step up kind of thing. It's just when he's, when it's like, when it's one-on-one, like it's him, it's the, it's on Kirby. Kirby's got the net and all this kind of stuff. That's where he's been struggling a lot. Yeah. And that is easily, easily the yips. That is just simply yeah. like he just he needs that one to get going. But until that happens, I'm fine with the way he's playing for everything right. that you said before he's that. He's not playing bad. It's the he's same not thing. Playing bad. He's, he's not a liability. He's literally turning into tapes. Yeah. And Taves the crazy thing too is the same like, way. Everybody hey, like everybody could guarantee like like I don't think it's very arguable, but can agree that Taves throughout his career was majority of a, a guaranteed first line center that anybody would want on, on their team. hundred percent. He has never been like a point per game player. <laughs> his highest amount of points was 81 in 82 games. And that was in the year before the uh, COVID shortened season. Like he's never had, I, don't, I mean, unless there was a shortened season. There was the 2012-2013 the season that was shortened that he had 48 points in 47 games. Other than that, he hasn't had um, a point per game ever. And, like, a lot of people look in point at point, like, points per game and say, like, that's tied to being, like, a first-line, like, guaranteed legit center. But, like, Jonathan Taves was never that, and yet he was one of the top three centers in the league for a majority of, like, his career when he was younger. Like I, that's why I'm not worried about that. There, <laughs> there's more to being a, an elite center and an elite player than stats. Right. And Jonathan Taves has showing, has shown that exactly that and why he has been seen as this amazing top, top 10 center, you know, this amazing player. There's a reason why he has put on the NHL top 100 players all that kind of stuff. And yeah, he's never blown away anybody with his stats. And the fact that Kirby gets to learn from that and gets to be around that is amazing. Yeah. I mean, just take it like, look at an easy example is like, look at Connor McDavid. He's got unreal stats, right? Right. How many cups does he have? 
Exactly. How, su- how successful has his team been? Like, right now, he's he's 25 years old right now. Um, and when, let's see, like, when Jonathan Taze was 25, <laughs> guess how many cups he already won? Two. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, I don't know. It's The stats don't always point to being the best player or earned. I mean, Connor McDavid is a weird example because of that. Like, he's yeah. clearly the best player. He does have the best stats. But, like, it's not always that, though. Like, you can have amazing stats, but you're, if your team's not successful, then what's the fucking point? Exactly. I mean, if if Kirby could turn out half of the career that Taves did, I'd be, I'd be thrilled with that. Yeah. it's. I think it's going to be great to be, like, basically the younger version of Taze, just because, I mean, both third overall picks, like he could be the future captain and everything too. It, it's just, it's cool. Yeah. Cool to see. Um, also about Kirby really quick tonight. He will be playing his 100th career game too. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty, it's pretty good. Pretty good. It's for a guy that's pretty fragile. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Right. But all right, so then let's t- talk about Connor McDavid. Uh, the Blackhawks played Edmonton last night, and I think what happened is kind of what everybody was expecting to happen. Not the not the Blackhawks. <laughs> they forgot that McDavid was on the team. Yeah, so Hawks come in riding high, um, four game win streak. You know, feeling good. They uh, they come into Edmonton and play a good first 10 minutes of the game. And then Connor McDavid scores a nice little garbage goal. Nice little poke, poke at home. You know, nothing crazy. So it wasn't, I was like, okay, that's fine. It wasn't McDavid being McDavid. It's McDavid getting lucky and clean up garbage. Then they take a, uh, Khrushchev takes a penalty. Then Jonathan Taves takes a high-sticking penalty on Connor McDavid. And then it goes dry seven McDavid to Tyson Berry, boom, two nothing. Mm-hmm. And that was about less than a minute, about 58 seconds, 57 seconds after the first goal. And it was like, oh shit. Four minutes later, the Hawks go on the power play. And this is where a talking point that I want to have. Seth Jones brings the puck, starts to bring the puck in, but nope, stop, push back entry, throws the puck back. Uh, Yama Yamamoto, yeah, Tyler chill, chilling there, picks it up, goes in shorthanded goal. Three nothing Edmonton. Can we fucking stop this damn push back entry bullshit power play, whatever you want to call it? Can we stop that? Uh, I mean, I want, I vote yes. <laughs> when does that ever work? Like I've, like uh, like. I just don't understand this. Like, I don't understand where this came from and why it's sticking. I don't know. Like, you're starting to see a lot of the teams play the the push and back entry as, like, letting the guy go past you and staying back, reading for the pass, and, and then they just throw it to him anyway. <laughs> it's like, why, why are we doing this? The amount of times that it's like you have all the momentum going forward – you got four of the five guys got momentum going forward and then you throw it back and the defense is like, it's supposed to, I don't know. I think it's supposed to like try to catch the, the, the penalty killer, like 
you know, flat footed and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But now everybody knows it's coming. Yeah. Just skate past them. Go and forward. They, if they're expecting the push them back, just push them, just push forward. Just go fucking, forward. just, just keep going. Don't honestly, drop it back. Honestly, if I was like exactly what happened with the Hawks, I would float a guy up in the little neutral zone a little bit. For the Hawks? No, for the Pelican oh, team. Oh, for Edmonton? Yeah. yeah. But pick it up, go. And then what kills me is that a couple power plays later that the Hawks had, Seth Jones skates right into the zone, goes behind the net, goes, sets up at the top of the top of the top of the point, and boom. Perfect setup. You know what you didn't do? You didn't push him back. You skated it in and you gained yeah. entry and he did that. I'd rather see them dump the puck than do the push him back. Yes. I would like, like to see a lot of other things happen. <laughs> So fucking frustrated. It is so damn annoying. Uh, Everything gets another goal uh, with about a minute 40, no, minute like 28 left in the period and make it 4 nothing. And then Debrinkit picks up a goal with 20 seconds left, but it was a nice little play. Seth Jones, uh, an amazing shot. What he does so good from the point with this shot is he keeps the shot nice and low, that perfect, you know, tip level. Give the guys in front to try to make it. And it was actually a double tip. It went off of uh, Kirby Doc because everybody thought Kirby actually got the goal. Uh, but it actually bounced off to bring it to the last second. Uh, so that extended Jones and uh, to bring its point streak. Uh, Jones is now at eight games and to bring it's now at five. Both have scored got a point in every single game in November. That's a that's a nice thing to see, you know. Very nice. Second period was extremely close, you know, not a lot going on. Decent, decent hockey, um, a lot better than the first period. Uh, I think that goal at the end of the first kind of saved Lincoln in. I thought maybe if they went for nothing into the, into the second, they were going to bring up Mark Andre for the second period. Um, I, you know, just, I didn't get a chance to watch the game, but I would, I would just say like, you probably want to just save Mark Andre for tonight's game, you know, like, he already played against Seattle on Wednesday. He's been playing a majority of the games recently. And it's just like it, it what happens this game happens this game. We're we're like you don't want to tire out Mark Andre Fleury to play him two thirds of the game and then a full game after that. Wouldn't you I just I kind of talk about this in our group chat too. So I kind of want to hear what your opinion is on it though, too. Like, yeah, we played they played Wednesday. So you had Thursday, Friday off. Saturday, you got Edmonton. Sunday, you got Vancouver. Tuesday, you have Calgary. Yeah. Would it have made sense to put Mark Andre, like you're the guy that's pretty much taken that 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 starter's role? Yeah. And ran with it and put him against the tougher competition at Lincoln and take Vancouver, who's a little bit iffy right now. Yeah, I could, I could see that. But I could also see like you'd want to have your stronger goalie getting you the the better chance of getting these wins, like the ones like Vancouver. Yeah. And like you want to see if Lincoln can fucking show up and steal a win from like Edmonton because Edmonton has just been playing so hot to start the season. I think like knowing you have a better chance of beating Vancouver, you want to hide like you want to get that chance higher with your better goalie. Right. I, that's why that's the way I look at it. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I just 
it's just it's one of those things where it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. It was just kind of yeah. like I think you could have gone either way. I, I particularly thought that maybe playing Flurry would have been the right move. Yeah, and then giving him two days rest before Calgary. But, I could I could have seen that, but then like the other thing too is like McDavid's been embarrassing people a lot recently, and I wouldn't want to shoot Flurry's confidence like straight down the fucking drain after he's been playing so incredible. You know, like that's like another weird like like I wouldn't want that to fucking happen. Yeah. I don't know if it would, but it's like fuck that, man. And with this being said, though, too. This I'm not taking anything away from Lincoln, and I think he played oh, a yeah. great game. Um, f- uh, three to four of those goals, I wouldn't even put on him. It was him being left out to drive in situations that it was like a no-win situation. Um, like I said, the first, the McDavid goal was like a rebound there. The, the second goal was a five-on-three, you know, blast from the point. Um, the shorthanded goal was probably an unexpected, wasn't ready from the turnover. Yeah, that, that I, it wasn't really a good goal, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't, Yamamoto is not like the kind of guy I would be picturing putting a lot behind these fucking shots, but I think, yeah, he was probably caught off guard. Yeah. Um, I forget the, the, the fourth goal. The Ryan McLeod. Yeah, I forgot what happened that one. Um, but then they go to the third period to bring it. Uh, picks up another goal, nice little two on one or two on zero, oh, with uh, Kurashev, uh, who pops out of the box, picks the puck up, gets going down. Um, to bring puts away his eleventh of the year. Doc again setting things up, getting the puck up to Kurashev as he's popping out of the box. Um, and then he had another shorthanded goal. Leon Dreisaitl just overpowers Lincoln in to make it five two. So. There was a few other things on there. So first Hawks lose five, two snaps, the four game winning streak. Uh, this also snaps the four. So during uh, Derek King's, you know, brief start as the head co- interim head coach of Chicago Blackhawks, all four games, they held the lead in the first, first period. They oh, yeah. had up four goals in the first period this night. Um, oh, so if the Hawks just get the lead to start the first and they're guaranteed to win the rest of the game. Exactly. That's good. But there's a couple. So there's a couple of things that we both kind of talked about here. My first thing is I wrote down here is Zach Hyman's a fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so first off, I love and I hate him because he's on my fantasy team. He gives me nice little points and all perfect, whatever. So he goes up and just. Well, after Kaner's got the puck, Kaner throws the puck away, passes it, starts skating, probably like three, four Mississippis. Zach Hyman just goes, butt ends him in the face. Kane goes down. Zach Hyman throws his arms up. Oh, what am I getting called for? And is smiling the entire way going to the bench or to the box and continues to smile in the penalty box. What? Like, ugh. And then there was another penalty. Oh, fuck. What was it? What was it? Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Hmm. Yeah, now I on? don't. Now I don't have uh, penalties. Oh, here we go. Yeah, you gotta uh, scroll down. Roughing so interferes on Reese Johnson. Just completely like NBA. Just picked Reese Johnson. You know, set up a pick on him in the in the neutral zone and gets a penalty there. Throws a fit about that too. Like, what a little fuck. <laughs> They were saying that the, the announcers were saying it last night, which that's another thing we can get into if you want. They were saying but, he's a fuck. 
No, they were saying that like they were just I was like, I don't think there's ever been a penalty that Hyman's ever agreed on. And it's like, and if he if he's not going to agree on the fact that he bought N Kane in the face and literally picked interference a guy in the neutral zone without the puck or anything like that, like I don't know. He yeah, he's just a little fuck and just <laughs> he's got such a punchable face too. Like, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right. Uh, then the next thing too is the ongoing drama with McDavid. Ah, uh, yes. So, have we even talked about any of this with Torts and anything like that? No, I don't even think it was mentioned. Yeah. So, Torts on on the point for ESPN, which okay, sorry, all over the place. Do you realize that there hasn't been a game on ESPN since opening night? Oh, really? And there's not scheduled to be a game on ESPN until. Well, like end of January. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. So, so there's probably, they're probably a lot more games scheduled like once football season's over. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy that they're paying this money to be the television, like TV, one of the TV guys, and they're not putting them on TV. Well, I wonder if like TNT would be like less, less active with the NHL, like. When ESPN starts picking up more games, edges it was crazy. I mean, there's well, they're they're showing a lot of stuff on like ESPN Plus and shit though too. Oh right, because they're the streaming, which also people are complaining a lot about. Like they're saying it's just really bad quality, and Mm. it's like really like low low def and all that kind of stuff. And the blackouts are are insane. I guess on there too. Like oh really? Yeah, I guess it's just not well thought out or well done. Um, But I don't know if that's ESPN or NHL setting that up, but. Uh, so the point on ESPN Torts, they were certain, I forgot how they started talking about Connor McDavid. And Torts basically said that McDavid's never going to win the Stanley Cup until he changed his playing style. And essentially, he needs to shut up about not getting calls in the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. So now McDavid's yeah, kind of like, he's like, it's unfair that it's like a different game in the playoffs. It's like, all right. <laughs> Which like team, teams are some teams end up getting specifically built for playoff hockey. Like, sorry that your fucking team can't do that. Like, it's a different, it's a, it's just a rougher game. It's like more primal. <laughs> is it, is it right that the, like essentially there's a set, two, two separate, two sets of rules for regular season and playoff hockey? I feel like the regular season, like the rules are, are called a little bit more aggressive just for the longevity of the season. We're in the playoffs. It's kind of like you're fuck. It's like a battle every goddamn night. Yeah. You know, like if they was if you had basic playoff rules for like every game during the regular season, you would have like nobody available for, by the time the playoffs came around. Right. The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just one dollar on any NHL game and win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a goal. It doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deflection. However, they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving away new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, 
one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and a $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So McDavid is just wasn't really sitting well with those counts from torts. He says, maybe I should just shut up. And then after that happens, he goes and has those amazing goals against New York and Winnipeg, where he essentially dangles both teams and scores. But it's been kind of being debated now a lot about different penalties, you know, penalties being called and not being called in playoff situations and all that kind of stuff. And you're kind of starting to see McDavid get a lot of like makeup calls. It feels like throughout like he's drawing, he's drawing a lot of penalties. Now. Yeah. He's drawing a lot of penalties. And I remember when everybody was fucking calling like Crosby a crybaby. Yeah. But it's like, does every superstar have to go through this like mode of like, I'm not getting the calls that should be getting. <laughs> Fuck, just play hockey, man. Like, it was just, it was frustrating too, because watching that, like there was a couple power penalties called on the Hawks last night. He drew through three penalties. The first one was an obvious high stick. Taze went to go stick lift him and just missed and got him in the face. Sure. Kurashev got called for hooking on him, but then you show the replay and McDavid's holding Kurashev's stick. That's how you, that's the easiest way to get a hook call. And then you grab their stick and put it around your waist. And then Taves again, gets another hooking call. And if you look at the replay on that one too, he's literally just tying him up. Like not even like tying this stick up. That's it. Yeah. It's so, it's so shitty when it's like players become like sheltered by penalty calls because then it's just like a lot of the times the other players and teams just like, you can't do anything to this guy because as soon as you go near him within like a, like a foot, they're going to call you for something. It's like, great. Like he's already really fucking good, but now let's give him his personal space. Let's just play hockey, man. Participation penalty. So fucking weird. But I just, I don't know. I, I mean, I agree if it's a fuck, if it's a penalty call, it. Like there, a penalty. there was, there was times when like, I understand like the ones that he's arguing, like, it's like, how is that not called? Yeah. I don't know. How is that one not called? But then when you just start like doing all of these calls just for the sake of like appeasing the superstar, like fuck that shit, dude. Yeah. Like, and what would it, like, what was it? Was it last season when like people were getting suspended for head hits and then like McDavid goes out and fucking hits somebody in the head and gets like fucking nothing. Yeah, it was um it's like don't suspend the superstars. It was Kakaniemi. Make sure they get all did. the penalty calls. Yeah, it was he like elbowed Kakaniemi in the head. Yeah. Like and then look at does, is he gonna go out and complain about not getting that call? Like, oh, I should have been called for that. He's like, no, he's only gonna complain and whine and bitch about the ones that don't get called against him. Right. And then the same thing, kind of like what happened when Crosby came back and he when he fucking judo flipped the guy into the backboards. Yeah. And there's no call, no discipline. It's like, there's you guys, they, the superstars want to complain about not getting calls in the playoffs, but then they just want to turn a blind eye to all the things that they get away with. Yeah. So it's like, there's a no, it's a no win situation. And it's like, and then a lot of people are saying like, Oh, this old school hockey mentality needs to die. It needs to go away. And it's like, no, it's, the old it's school not, hockey culture mentality needs to die and go yeah. away. <laughs> but off the, the ice, like yes. Everything off the ice needs to leave. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. 
I mean, like, I I think the playoff hockey is without a doubt like the most exciting thing about the sport. <laughs> and I don't think you need to change it just because somebody wants to whine about it because their team can't make it past the first fucking round, let alone a play-in round. Yeah. So Buffalo, or fucking Toronto and Edmonton. Like, I don't know if you want to fucking win the Stanley Cup. Don't complain your way to do it. Fucking build a team that's going to be capable of doing it. Don't fucking re-sign Mike Smith. Don't fucking sign Miko Koskinen, like, and then complain that you guys are fucking losing. Like, your team's just bad, bro. Like, fuck off. Don't trade for Duncan Keith. <laughs> yeah. I'm... By the way, 25 minutes of time on the ice for Keith last night against the Hawks. Hey, what is it? They just need to go to the Stanley Cup and then and him be a top four and time on ice and we get a, a another pick or some shit. Oh shit! Speaking of time on ice, yeah, okay. I think so. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but during the second period, to start the second, Connor Murphy and Caleb Jones got caught out there, and they did a four minute in like fifty something second shift. Oh, I saw that there was a post on Reddit that was about how Edmonton had the Hawks pinned for five minutes in their own zone. Yeah, and Murphy and Jones were out there for the entire part of it, and Murphy at the end of the at at like the post game, like news conference, or whatever, was talking about how he's like, he goes, yeah, the stages I went through one from like being like, you know, adrenaline from coming out of the, uh, out of the start of the intermission to, okay, I'm tired to, I'm about to die to, I'm not tired anymore. I just, just want to get, <laughs> get this done. Just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you know what's impressive about that? They didn't fucking score. No, it's in the second period. Nobody scored during that time. And they, they had the puck in our zone for five minutes. Nothing happened. <laughs> and, and because of that, Connor Murphy had more time on ice than Seth Jones that game. I think that might be the first time that Seth Jones didn't lead the team in time on ice. Yeah, I, I think that would be the most accurate. Actually, him having like less than 22 minutes is kind of surprising. Jones? Anything, anything less than 25 minutes is, is kind of surprising. Yeah, right. But, I mean, that explains me. You have five minutes... Who did they not dress this game? Uh, Dahan. Ah, okay. Is he playing with a broken leg again? Yeah, probably. That man's amazing. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's such like a. I think that my favorite thing about Dahan is like that you just kind of forget about him because he he just does his job and it's not like anything crazy because his job is literally just like to defend and he does that well enough. But he's not out there getting on the score sheet. He's just making sure we don't get scored on, block some shots, and does it does what he needs to do, and then goes home. He <laughs> he is like definition blue collar player. Yeah, gotta love I, him. Yeah, love it. <laughs> I, hey guys, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. What's up? Hi. So, uh, so yeah, with that, they uh, continue the West Coast swing tonight against Vancouver. Like we mentioned, pretty sure Mark Andre is going to get that start. Um, it's a. I think this is definitely a must-win game on this road trip too. Like you, you gotta, you gotta take two points out of here. Um, then on Tuesday you got Calgary, who is playing lights out too right now. Uh, yeah, I'll, half almost like half their wins are shutouts. Yeah. Or what is it? Let's see. I, half of their regulation wins, I believe, are shutouts. Um, and then otherwise, if they lose, it's in overtime. They only have three regulation losses. That's stupid. Yep. But here's a here's a fun fact. They're only two, one, and three at home. 
So there's we have a better chance of beating them at home at their home than on or on the road than at home because away they're eight two and two. Oh, I would uh, I'd be okay with pushing them to overtime if we can get three points out of the next four games. That'd be awesome. I I obviously ideal would be four, but. Yeah. At this point, at this point in the season, too, it's with the start we had, you have to just kind of hope that, you know, you're not going to win every game, but do what you can to get that. Get any point possible. Get any point possible, yeah. A um, couple of quick little notes. So, obviously, Caleb, we mentioned Caleb Jones came off the LTIR back in the team, back with the team. Uh, Tyler Johnson got put on it. Um, he's having some neck issues. Uh, so neck soreness. Yeah. Um, and then they also – um announced that they have hired i gotta roll up his first name oh, rob, Cookson. rob Cookson, Cookson as the assistant coach uh and then they promoted uh mark crawford to associate coach so the coaching staff was kind of i think that's pretty much how it's going to be for the rest of the way uh kunitz is going back to player development he, he stepped up to help out while they search for a new assistant nice so, yeah, um, not a lot going on, but uh, anything else you have for Hot Sock? Uh, I mean, the only thing I really hope, ha- like, I just want to talk about, like, what's going to happen later for this game against Vancouver is just, like, do you have anything that you're really hoping happens? Because for me, I'm looking just – I want anybody else to get on the score sheet. Yeah. Like, to bring it, Kane and Seth Jones are, like, guarantees, but, like, like Kubelik has been just completely quiet. Taves hasn't put a goal in yet. Like I don't know. Hagel hopefully can do something. Just like I I don't know if Hagel's gotten anything since his um his two point night that or his two goal night that I was at. Or well, he, he scored came, against Nashville. Yeah, he came back for the first time yesterday after hurting his shoulder and then he yeah. left again, yeah. but then he came back and he finished. So we'll have to see if he is going to play again today. And they kind of brought up something during the the post game show that Hagel attempted to have his family at three games in his Hawks career. Oh yeah, first, first one got canceled. It was going to be his first game up. It got canceled because of COVID. <clears throat> Second game was against Nashville when he left early because he got hurt. Okay. And then last night he gets hurt again and he leaves for a little bit. He didn't end up finishing the game. But uh, he yeah. got hurt and he left. So Hagel, Hagel family, stay home. Yeah. Oh my just god. Enjoy, just enjoy watch, your enjoy, son. Watch him from TV. Yes. Just stay home. Do the for the greater good. But yeah, looking at the stats, kind of going off what you're saying here. To bring it eleven goals, Kane with six, Hagel with four, Doc with three, Kubalik with three, uh, Mackenzie Enwistle with two. Kershaw doesn't Johnson, even have a goal yet, too. Tyler Johnson with one. Tyler Johnson only played in like eight games, though. Yeah. One for T- Strom, one for Gaudet, one for Borgstrom, one for Carr, zero for Taves, uh, Kurashev, Stillman, or, well, Stillman's defenseman, so I don't count him. Uh, Carpenter, Hardman, Reese Johnson. Yeah. You, you need more. You're not going to win, win games if you're having the same three guys put all your points up, like you said. And it works, for, it works for Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> but they, I mean, you have to be, like, leading the league by, like, 15 points in order for your team to win every game with yeah. only two guys scoring. 
They have, but it's you know what though, as much as we shit about shit on the Oilers, yeah. I think they have the the right like complementing pieces to those two guys. Yeah. I don't think the Hawks have have found the right combination at least of who's best to put with Kane and take to bring it and you know, like they're still trying to find that combination of guys that are gonna be able to step up and you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if we don't have a team that's dependent on two guys, we have a team that's depending on the whole team. And to get a whole team consistent is a lot more difficult than to get two of the best players in the world consistent. Because, like, if we had, if we had Hagel producing like he did towards the end last season, if we had Kubelik producing like how he did his rookie year, like if Taze was producing, like we would, it would be a much different story with even just those three guys doing a little bit more. You know, like, at least we're getting some wins with the, the guys that are constantly on the score sheet. Right. But, yeah, definitely. So, I 100% agree with you. You know, more guys on this team need to get involved. Yeah. And hopefully we can – hopefully that starts tonight. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Like, I mean, that's – I think – I feel like it's the, it's what we said about Doc, but, like, once Taves gets one, I feel like, okay, like, you're – he's – He's gonna get more. He's it's he still has not scored a goal since he came back from his his little break. So well, he scored in the preseason. I mean, so technically that doesn't matter. <laughs> Those stats are gone and lost and forgotten about. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, also, Seth Jones is in tied for third in the league <clears throat> in uh, defensive points. Tied for first in assists. With that being said, though, too, I would love to make sure to bring it and Seth Jones stay on the scoreboard and uh, send their streaks, too. I would love it if they just did it all of November. That'd be so cool. That's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a big thing. Um, four, four more games. Also, Marc-Andre Fleury is definitely confirmed. Awesome. Versus Demko, so. Yeah, so Vancouver tonight, Calgary Tuesday, uh, St. Louis on Black Friday, and then San Jose on Sunday. So there's a lot of hockey being played this week uh, for the Hawks. Uh, two on the road, two at home. I hope we kick St. Louis's ass. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so 2.30? Right. Two, oh, because it's on, yeah, Black Friday. I was like, a 2.30 game on a Friday. Yeah, you're right. So Cool. Um, switching over to NHL talk. I don't think there's much to really talk about. Um, no. one thing we were really going to talk about was the rumor about the Nordiques, but it's already come out and said that that was false. So <laughs> no meetings planned between no meetings both, planned. between Quebec and the NHL. Uh, so quick little stats here. Florida Panthers are the third team in NHL history to score at least four goals in each of their first 10 home games to start a season. And they are one game shy of tying the NHL record, which was the 92-93 Philadelphia Flyers. Yes. There's the news story that Canada is closing its border to unvaccinated athletes on January 15th, which I didn't read into because I just, I thought that it was already closed. Like that was the whole reason Tyler Batuzzi wasn't fucking traveling to Canada with Detroit. Yeah. I don't, oh yeah, I don't get that. But I'm so, yeah, I don't like I must be going crazy or something. <laughs> or is there something are non-vaccinated athletes in Canada allowed to like move it's, around? Maybe is it like 
it's in this article it says unvaccinated players in the nba nhl mlb and mls are are currently permitted to cross the border under a national interest covid19 exemption oh the reason why pertuzzi and all that wasn't because, because the, it's the nhl did, rule yeah the nhl no the nhl um pa just said that it's not worth petitioning for one player okay well anyway it's not yeah they're just they're just stopping it all together you know, anyway has gone completely yeah okay nothing new <laughs> yeah um funny little sad ovechkin scored last night and marked the on uh was it aaron dell marks the 151st goalie he has oh, now wow. scored on and now he's 151 goals away from breaking Gretzky. Oh, that's a, that's weird. Yeah. Is it was it on the power play too? Isn't yep. he like about to hold the record for most power play goals, or does yep. he? Um, very close. Hmm. Let's see. Yeah, I'm gonna be right back. So Ovechkin is second right now in power play goals in his career at 272. And Dave Andrewchuk's at two seventy four. Oh man, so that's that's not a record. Pretty safe to say that he's gonna fucking break that record. <laughs> There's a funny thing too about that goal last night was like if you're if you're seeing this, it's already too late, and it's Ovechkin winding up for the one tee, and there's a, a shark guy like trying to reach out to point it. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you, I mean, I would hate to fucking block a shot. I, the best you can hope is to just deflect it like out of play. No, I literally would just be like, take it. I'm I'm moving. Just just take it. Like I'm not gonna near that. It's just oh my god, it's 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 crazy how deadly it is. What is it? I've seen the that fucking that photo online that's been going around where it's just they're on the power play and it's just Ovi just casually standing straight up with his stick at like his like on his thighs as the puck's like in the opposite corner. And you're just like, this is the, the scariest position in hockey. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's just so relaxed. And it's just like, you know what's coming. <laughs> like, and he's not slowing down, which is what's fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's great. It's fucking insane. It's such a cool thing to like be alive during <laughs> and like been like witness to like the whole time, you know? Right. From the very beginning. Where's he at right now on goals? He's at 14 right now. Jesus. Tied with Andrew Mangiapane for second in the league. He's fucking uns- like, I don't even know where he came from, but he is having, like, he did pretty good last year too. Andrew Eatbread? Yeah, yeah man. But. Uh, he's got 29 points in 18 games. Come on. Where, what, what? He doesn't realize that he's getting older does he he's got more assists than goals what yeah yeah yeah, what? yeah yeah he's only he's three three fucking he's three assists shy of uh what he had last year that's <laughs> hilarious oh my god that's yeah it's pretty funny in a wow. shortened season too yeah <laughs> oh man that's he's crazy. gonna go on he's it's setting his career he's going for points Gretzky's points now I don't even know what his potential is for this season, like his goals per game pace. Let me find out though real quick. Because that's just 
if he if he stays going what he's going at right now it's silly he's gonna end up with like he's he's 64 goal pace right now (laughs) it's just like the funniest thing that like it's like ah man I really want to break this record and these last two seasons are kind of fucking with me. So I got to pick up the pace now. I think he's right. really like trying to break it into like three parts. Like, okay, let's I, get I'm, it down to a hundred this year. We'll get it down to about 50 next year. And then the yeah. last two years, we'll just, uh, you know, we'll coast it in. He's trying to plan it out so that it's the very last game of the, of like the third season. season of his contract. So that it's like, you can just skate away or like skate into the playoffs and like try and win a cup and then leave with, like the record i think the greatest thing would be for him to score the goal don't even celebrate with the fan or with his team go straight to the locker room hop on a jet in full gear you can just go back to russia and, and call it <laughs> just, <laughs> just just call his wife and just like sorry <laughs> meet me in russia yeah <laughs> oh god that'd be so funny um all right backstrom's just standing there like i guess i quit yeah Yeah, he's all the insurance well no he's part of ov's life insurance he's on his life insurance policy he's fine fine. (laughs) who's going where is backstrom going to get his assists i'm gonna pass the puck to oh it's so good all right so one more like two little quick things i guess we could talk about uh one is now that there's a rumor going on that uh, Canada might be boycotting the the upcoming Winter Olympics in China due to everything going on um, over there. And Crosby was asked about it because, I mean, it's kind of a big deal. You finally get NHL players back in there, and now you're going to lose the best of the best going out there possibly. Yeah. Um, Crosby said that he isn't getting too hung up on the stories about potential threats to NHL participation in the Beijing Olympics. I'm preparing like we're going, and I think that's the best way to kind of look at it. So that statement, I never really read that statement. So is the whole NHL potentially not gonna send their players now? Is it is it an NHL thing, or is it, or is it coming out of Canada? See, I originally saw one post talking about Canada, mm-hmm. but this being worded threats to NHL participation in the Beijing Olympics. Where have you even seen this? This is on Chris Johnson's, like, he tweeted it out. Oh. Huh. I don't know. Is it, is, does he consider Canada the NHL? I mean, not wouldn't be wrong. Um, I don't know. If, if they don't go, I understand why. Yeah. Like, there's things that are bigger than hockey, and, like, I mean, if it's, if it's like, a human rights thing, like, yeah. Like yeah, pretty big fucking deal. It's it, would it suck? Yeah. Like it'd be really having... interesting too. It'd be like I said though, it'd be really interesting too if it's just Canada. Yeah. Like I've... we gonna get Team USA, all Team USA there. We gonna get all Team Russia. We gonna get all Team Finland. You know. Well, like, I was like... gonna say if it's if it's the NHL, you imagine it's just like, I don't even know if USA sends a team, but the only team participating is Russia. <laughs> it's exactly not even Russia. It's the Olympic athletes of Russia or whatever. Yeah. Whatever it's called. I can't Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. And then the last thing kind of want to talk about. So that's a story kind of we'll have to kind of pay attention to because I mean that's coming up quick. I mean, we're already looking yeah. almost at the end of November here. We're looking at December. You know, I think by January they're gonna have to have these teams set 
and decided what they're doing. So um, it will, it'll be interesting to see. Um, and the last thing here before we get going is with American Thanksgiving coming this Thursday, you have the old saying in NHL hockey that if you are not in a playoff position by Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, you're not going to make the playoffs. Um, and that's been correct 78.4% of the time. So really quick, I'm going to name a couple teams that are in a playoff position or are not in a playoff position. And I want you to yes. tell me if they're going to make the playoffs or not. Okay. Um, so let's start in the, the West. The West. Okay. Colorado makes it. They are two points out of a wild card spot right now. Yeah, they make it. Um, let's see. LA. Nope. One point out. Unless. Like, I mean, they're getting insane goaltending. Unless they get that for the additional 60-plus games this year, I don't I don't think so. Oh, and L.A. also may be loaning Byfield to Team Canada for juniors, World Junior. I don't think that matters. Oh, no, I'm just saying that's an interesting – that kind of just oh, – I'm saying are, they, are they, like, saying, like, that might hurt them? Oh, I, no, no, no. Yeah, no, that's just another thing. Byfield, I don't think has done much. Like looking at their stats real quick, I don't even see him on here. No, I don't even think he's playing. Yeah, I, he's. Has he been hurt though? I thought I saw him something about him getting hurt earlier. In I know he got year. hurt earlier, so I don't know if he has played, come back from that yet. Let me find out. Sorry, moving quickly. Da, 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 da. Yeah, he's on. He was on season opening injured reserve. Reserve. Okay. Yeah. Not sure what, or I can't remember what it was for. But yeah, it'd be like the reverse stock. He gets hurt going into before <sighs> the season, so then he goes to World Juniors instead of getting hurt at World Juniors. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Um, so real quick, too, a couple more teams in. Uh, let's see, uh, Chicago. I think they still have a chance. <laughs> la no chicago yes <laughs> okay i don't know i just i'm st- i'm never gonna say that the hawks don't have a chance like only like less than 20 games into the season having 65 games left at this point and and being a hawks bias person like <laughs> hawks, i see the hawks still having a chance the, the last it's one gonna be it's gonna be a different like it's gonna be tough like i mean la has a chance for sure I just I think that I think that there's only a few teams that you can probably be like, yeah, they're I don't see, think they're making it. All right. And the last one from the West, I'm gonna ask just because you picked them as one of your playoff teams, the Seattle Kraken. Did I pick them as a playoff team? Oh yeah, no, they suck. They well, they're they were dependent on the California teams being bad. And the California teams have been playing very well this year so far. Or a lot better than I thought they would. Like Anaheim was on like an eight game winning streak and tearing it up. Um, Troy Terry has come out of nowhere. Fucking Getzlaff is actually getting a good amount of points. He's got 19 points in 18 games right now. Do you want a quick reminder who you picked in the West? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Colorado, it- Colorado, Chicago, Dallas, St. Louis, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Seattle, Vegas. Yeah. All right, well, and then take out Seattle and put Calgary. Well, here, so now let me ask you real quick, too. So teams that are in the playoff position right now in the West, do they hold on? Uh, the Ducks. 
No, probably not. Here's the thing. I just looked up Getzlaff. So Getzlaff has more points this season than last year already. He played 48 games last year, had 12 or 17 points. He's at 18 games this year and 19 points already. Just got a thousand for his career. Yeah. Did you see that stat though? It was, it was the Ducks 1000th win and his 1000th point. What else was it? It was like some other weird shit too. Fuck. I can't remember. And that was also when was it the, it was the same game Trevor Zegers won in an OT, right? And he threw yeah. his stick, threw his stick yeah. over the glass. Fuck, I love that Sully. That is my favorite over that's the best overtime celebration ever. Yeah. Because awesome. I, I I well, I think if you do it during the game, you get a penalty. So yeah. it's like <laughs> that's why it's an OT Sully. Yeah. And it's fucking awesome. And I hope it continues. Um cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I just I don't know. The ducks are are still a young, younger team that I think is playing very highly right now, but I think they come down a bit. Seven, three, and one at home. Yeah. Um, and then Nashville, there's currently in the last oh. wildcard spot. Also, Troy Terry has 22 points in 17 games, and last year he had 20 points in 48. They just got they got some guys having some really good years right now. And oh, yeah. I don't know if it's like everyone had a down season. And like this year, they're they're playing back to where they should be, or if everybody's playing a little bit better than what they normally would, you know. I don't know if it has like that Vegas effect, right? Where it's like everybody's having a good career year so far, but I don't know. What was the last Nashville? Season? Nashville, last uh, wild card spot. No. Okay. I just um, I don't know. There was another thing where they were. They've also lost like the last two games, but like Duchesne, it was uh, recently on a tear where he just putting up fucking so many points and then he hasn't done shit. And so yeah, natural, natural hat trick last night. Did he? Yeah. They, I mean, they lost five, three to Montreal, but he scored three, uh, three in a row. Say, I just saw that. I thought it was six, three. Yeah. It was six, was three. It six, three. He put it, he put it three in a row though. No fucking yeah. way. Are you serious? Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> I've just been um, paying attention because, like, in NHL 22 and the fucking Hockey Ultimate team, he's got a, a fantasy hockey card. And if you know anything about that, like, those cards get better as those players score goals. And his has become, like, the most valuable because of how hot his season has started. Like, he's pro- he's become one of the better players to have on your team. Is that why you picked him up game. at one point? I did because I I, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was – well, I also saw his stats were just, like, he was putting up points every – like, all the time. And then I yeah. fucking – Dropped him because he had two games where he didn't do shit. And I was like, oh, well, he's back to the Duchesne level, not doing a fucking thing. Like, that was a guy that they left exposed to Seattle because they were like, yeah, we're paying too much for this fucking guy for not not doing enough. And then he's having a good year now. All right, move over to the East really quick. We'll wrap this up really fast. Yeah, um, yeah, the yeah, teams yeah, that yeah. are not in the playoffs, will they make the playoffs? We'll start with the, uh, the New York Islanders. Yeah. They just played their first home game. Yep. And they, they, I mean, it was a loss, but like they just played their first home game. They have a lot more. They, they went and played, what was it, 13 games on the road to start the season? Yep. That's, and that's insane. They are what? They're seven, five, points out of, seven points out of a playoff spot. Yeah, they're currently. five, seven, and two right now for 12 points. They are seven points out. Yeah. Um, it's, it just sucks that they, they've lost their last five. Yeah. That's not that's not good, but you know if you're gonna go on a bad streak like the Hawks did, you want to do it earlier in the season than later. You don't want to you don't want to eliminate yourself in the from the playoffs 
or squeaking into the playoffs playing bad. Like you'd rather finish the season strong either by pulling yourself into the playoffs and playing really well or fucking being in a playoff spot and continuing to play well, you know? Yeah. Um, all right, we'll do these ones rapid fire. So okay. uh, Buffalo. No. Pittsburgh. Uh, no. Columbus. No. Boston. Hopefully not, but probably. Detroit. No. Okay. And then staying in the in the playoffs right now, there's only one that I'm kind of questioning. Um, well, two. They're both wild card teams, Philadelphia, New Jersey. Yes and no. Yes and no. So yes to Philly, no to New Jersey. Yeah, because Philly, like I've been saying it the whole time, Philly's it's Philly's year to be in the playoffs. Next year's their year to be out. They're an every other year team. Look at it. So they're both eight, five, and three. Mm-hmm. So for a five, nine, four point percentage, both are minus one in goal differential. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. A lot of tiebreakers going there. Um, all right, so yeah, those are the teams. Let us know who you think that's outside the playoffs is going to make it and who is inside the playoffs that are going to miss. Um, yeah, I think that about does it for episode 161. What do you want to call it, Tanner? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Fucking, uh, I... Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing right now. We'll call it American Thanksgiving. That's not even what's it's coming up. Okay. Um, West Coast trip. Oh no, McDavid. <laughs> we'll just call. Just, how about that? Oh no, McDavid. 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 Like McDavid apostrophe D. McDavid. <laughs> McDavided. McDavid it did. Okay. Yeah. Try and say that a bunch of times. McDavid did it. McDavid did it. McDavid did it. All right. Because the Hawks got fucking McDavid did it. Not like truly McDavid did, but they they lost to the Edmonton McDavid's. So. Oh my God. That sounds so funny. All right. So I'm doing 161. McDavid did McDavid did uh, make sure to follow, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow social media at WCB Podcast, Hockey Podcast Network, social media at, at Hockey Podnet. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the Hockey Podcast Network's YouTube channel for all the live streams. I think we're going to try to go, do one of those at some point. Um, okay. But they're a lot of fun. A lot of fun, a good time. Talk shit, watch hockey. Why not? Um, Black promo code, DraftKings promo code THPN. Uh, five-star reviews, all that good stuff. Have a great Thanksgiving and uh, enjoy the holiday. Americans. Sorry, holiday yeah, Americans. Fuck you, Canadians. Americans only. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, we will uh, We'll see you on the next one. Yeah. All right. Love you, boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.